Last Friday on International Human Rights Day, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network organised a rally at Brisbane Square. One of the invited guests was the former Attorney General and Environment Minister, Mr Rod Welford. And he said that the recent announcement that Australia has formed a new pact called AUKUS with the United States and the United Kingdom, former Labor Minister Rod Welford termed this an election stunt. Let's go now to the announcement made by the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. Today I announce a new partnership, a new agreement that I describe as a forever partnership, a forever partnership for a new time between the oldest and most trusted of friends. A forever partnership that will enable Australia to protect our national security interests, to keep Australians safe. But I've got to say my greatest thanks are to my partners in this forever partnership, this August partnership, uh, to President Joe Biden and to Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I introduce them today as great friends of freedom and great friends of Australia, and they truly are. They understand what goes to the heart of our relationship, the security and defence of peace and freedom. That is what has always sustained us. That was the Prime Minister of Australia speaking at a nuclear submarine AUKUS Alliance press conference on the 16th of September 2021. So this podcast is going to summarise the response to that announcement and to try to analyse what is going on with it. So let's go now to the former Labor Attorney General and Environment Minister in Queensland, Rod Welford, when he's speaking to a crowd on International Human Rights Day in Brisbane Square last Friday on the 10th of December. Friends, one year short of 50 years ago, on the 2nd of December 1972, Australians elected a government that took the first tentative steps to building this nation to be a proud, peaceful and independent nation in the world. It was the essence of those three years of Whitlam government that brought us into a more international footing. We recognised China for the first time in our short history. The position that the Australian government has put us in is effectively to say that Australia should be on a war footing with China. It is an election stunt, and there'll be plenty more election stunts like this designed to play to the fears of the Australian people in the months ahead in the run-up to next year's federal election. It's our job today to, to encourage Australians, to help Australians see through that cynicism. And when they go to the ballot box next year, see that the only way to change Australia and to change the world towards a peaceful path is to re-establish Australia as an independent and a peaceful nation and we will only do that if we change the government next year. Mr Welford, who was a minister in the Beattie and Bly Labor governments in Queensland, made no mention of successive Australian Labor governments' lack of independence from the United States. It willingly supported Indonesian invasion of East Timor. It supported the Australian involvement in the first Gulf War against Iraq in 1991. And Labor had support for the murderous war in Afghanistan 
leading to war crimes and Labour's opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, throwing his support behind AUKUS submarine deal, saying a close relationship with the US is among the three pillars of a Labour government's future foreign policy. Does Mr Welford's opposition to AUKUS and to the purchase of the nuclear submarines, does that place him at odds with his own party over the US alliance and over the purchase of these attack class submarines? You are not my enemy. These governments do not speak for me. And I am one, just one of many who wish you well. That was the Union Choir singing a song at the anti-AUKUS and anti-nuclear sub rally last Friday. The next speaker was Kristen Perisinotto, the media officer of the Electrical Trades Union, and she spoke about workers' rights and conditions, the impact of war on climate, on First Nations people, and on refugees and people seeking asylum. Ms. Perisinotto made a simple comparison of the cost of nuclear submarines and that of women's safety, refugees, and creating jobs for workers. Let's go to her now. So speaking of costs, I know the um, coalition are all about the economy. So I'll speak their language. One nuclear submarine will cost $20 billion to build, estimated. And it's estimated that our entire cost will be $100 billion. So I thought it would be fun to compare that to some of the spendings that the LNP have committed to in the 2021 budget. And the first one, an issue close to my heart, is the spend on women's safety. So this was Scott Morrison's alleged women's budget in 2021, and he put to, he's putting aside $1.1 billion for women's safety. That's $86 per Australian woman. And it's also 1% or less than 1% of the entire cost of the, what the estimate is for all of our nuclear submarines. So the Liberals go on about how good they are for the economy, but they've only pledged $3 billion for new jobs. And I'm no economic expert, but I do know that people need a secure job in order to contribute meaningfully to the economy and continue to do so into eternity. So 3% of what we're going to be spending on nuclear submarines will be spent on jobs. Zero dollars was pledged for supporting refugees and people seeking asylum, although a shitload more was pledged for keeping them out of this country, even though, like I said, with Australia's involvement in the Afghanistan war and all of our partnerships across the world, we have blood on our hands when it comes to some of those refugees, and yet nothing spent on supporting refugees and people seeking asylum. So obviously that is zero percent of the price that we're going to be spending on nuclear submarines. And finally, the Coalition's investment in climate action. The LNP allocated $30 million for one renewable project in the Northern Territory. Nothing for a just transition to workers, for workers, which is what, something we desperately need. Nothing towards a clean recovery from COVID and nothing towards a genuine effort to decarbonise. That is less than 0.1% of the cost of just one submarine spent on our climate. That was Kristen Perisinotto from the Electrical Trades Union speaking at the rally. 
Next up was the spokesperson from the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, Marianne Hansen, and she warned the rally last Friday against the acquisition of nuclear-powered submarines. Here is one of the key problems. To date, no country which doesn't have nuclear weapons, there are nine states that have nuclear weapons, apart from those states, no country in the world has been given this technology, nuclear-powered submarines. We are therefore going to break this taboo and if it does go ahead, this will set a very dangerous precedent. Ms Hansen told the rally that other states are trying to copy Australia and get access to the nuclear submarine technology. Already we have other states in the world saying, well, if Australia is going to be given this technology and is permitted to go ahead and use what is highly enriched uranium in their submarines. Now, the highly enriched uranium, which will power these submarines, is exactly the same material that is used in nuclear bombs. Right, so it's uranium, which has been enriched to 95, 96%. Uh, it can be converted into weapons very, very quickly. And that's the problem. Already, Iran has asked, as I say, other states, uh, South Korea, even Canada, sought to have this kind of exemption. And all these states have been denied. Suddenly, in August, Australia is given this technology, or we're promised to have this technology. So there are big problems here for our reputation and for setting a very, very risky precedent. Now, the nine states that have these weapons have promised to eliminate them, but they are not living up to their promises. And that is why ICANN was formed, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, we managed to get a treaty in the United Nations. Our organization won the Nobel Peace Prize for its efforts. Of course, the government didn't even bother to phone any of us and say congratulations. After we marched across to South Bank, uh, Marianne Hansen pointed out to the protesters that Q Super the Queensland Superannuation Fund for most of the public servants in Queensland is very much involved in the nuclear Im industry and that people should write to that organisation and say that it should divest from all of the nuclear uh, companies that it is involved with. So that leaves us till the end of the rally. There was a resolution put to the rally that we should not support the purchase of the submarines and that we should be uh, getting out of AUKUS, this AUKUS pact that the federal government is putting. And this is the response by the Department of Defence in regard of the concerns put forward by uh, Ms Marion Hansen at the rally and by her organisation ICANN. Offers great opportunities for defence to keep that capability edge in new and different ways moving into the future. 
Prime Minister, in terms of the nuclear-powered submarine uh, venture, we will, over the next 12 to 18 months, uh, undertake that detailed work with US and UK partners. I know we, uh, we've been directed by government to absolutely maintain the highest standards of safety and security when it comes to uh, the uh, development of a nuclear capability. That is important for the Australian people, Prime Minister, but it's also important for our people who will operate these capabilities for decades to come. So I reassure you and the government and the Australian people of Defence's absolute commitment to the highest international standards of nuclear safety and security. Similar assurances were given when Malcolm Fraser and the Hawke governments both decided that Australia needed to have a uranium industry and to enter the nuclear fuel cycle. And of course, Australian uranium ended up in some uh, meltdowns in both uh, Chernobyl and Fukushima, despite all the assurances given at the time about the high standards of safety that would be um, that would be used. Finally, Janet McLeod put two resolutions to the rally. Uh, Janet McLeod is from the Women's International League for Peace and freedom. Here are the resolutions. So the first resolution that we'll put today is around the Brisbane City Council. As people probably know, the Brisbane City Council has had uh, for a long time, uh, with a bit of a gap in the middle, a, a nuclear-free zone policy. And that policy is still um, in existence. So that's that's the first thing and then the second thing is that even though this this in brisbane there is nothing at the state government level regarding being nuclear free which is you know pretty absurd so let's put a, up a show of hands to say brisbane city council please actually actively keep your keep your pot nuclear free policy make sure that it's actually implemented Let's not uh, let any nuclear subs sneak up the Brisbane River. And further, the state government, could you introduce a nuclear-free policy for the whole of Queensland? Because that's what we need. So let's have a show of hands. Great. So there we have it, uh, an Australian government that's hell-bent on testing its relationship with our biggest northern neighbour, China. Of course, it, it takes some degree of, of insanity to really test that relationship when Australia is at the economic mercy of the Chinese government. Just about every major manufactured good that we acquire here in Australia is manufactured in in China and also so many of our natural resources are traded with uh, China and so to get enter into a military confrontation over the South China Sea where it would seem to me the main objective of the Chinese is to actually ha have access to the shipping routes and the shipping lanes that it's huge trade um, services. So to try to 
to prevent them from doing that by concocting um, some kind of relationship with uh, Taiwan doesn't really make much sense at all. So that's Ian Kerr signing off from 4PR Voice of the People. Let's go out with a song. This is Frontera with Pegale Duro Alfiero or Strike the Beast Hard. Pegale Duro Alfiero Porque así no te deja el hambre Pegale porque te mata Y te echan la tierra encima Canta tus mil canciones Y echan dar con tus heridas Y juntos iremos al monte A cantar luego a la vida Cuando el sol quemaba la tierra Nació un niño en la montaña En una cuna de pie Una que lo envenenaba Abrió sus ojos al mundo Y no vio más que miseria Tocó el infierno más crudo Donde el fuego lo atacaba Crecí entre las espinas donde el humo fue metralla. Los finales de los Andes, cobijo yo guerrilleros, ha encontrado un camino, el camino que él anheló. Lo quiso desde chiquito, nunca se dejó de ser americano de sangre y siembra su voluntad. Cúbrete con las manos la escuela de la maldad. Porque te matan y te echan la tierra encima Canta tus mil canciones y echa andar con tus heridas Y juntos iremos al monte a cantar luego a la vida Te han dado muy poco pan por el sudor que quemaste Gastaste toda tu vida en sacarle el fruto al fiero Y ahora nos dará miedo porque el sol se ha puesto mal El cielo cubrió de espanto y el fuego me está ahogando Encontraste el camino que le dio luz a tu vida Y el hijo que te sigue, enséñale a cantar Enséñale que el hombre tiene mucho que luchar Ponle tu manta encima y encamínalo a pelear Salta sobre los Andes y grita sobre la tierra. Pégale duro al fiero porque así no te deja el hambre. Pégale porque te matan y te echan la tierra encima. Sí.